And this week's episode of the KC Crew is brought to you by Fathead. Fathead, real big wall decals are life-size action images that you can stick on any smooth surface. Choose from hundreds of officially licensed athletes, team logos, and entertainment images, or create your own without customizable options. Go to www.fathead.com slash KC to place your order and get 20% off site-wide. That's F-A-T-H-E-A-D.com slash KC to place your order and get 20% off site-wide. What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. And I am Gia Casey. And this is another edition of the Casey Crew. Welcome. So, yes, we're finally back from Madison's uh, 16th birthday vacation <laughs> extravaganza. Finally. E- everything all put in <laughs> one. Now, um, last time we spoke to you, we were heading to uh, swim with the sharks and to swim with the stingrays. And uh, it was pretty amazing. You know, uh, I don't think I would do it again. Why wouldn't you do it again? Because um, somebody just died swimming with the sharks. That person wasn't technically swimming with the sharks. She was scuba diving. And I think that something went wrong. Well, why don't you tell us exactly what you know? Because I think you know a little bit more about it than I know. Um, well, what I read, she was scuba diving in, is it Mexico? I think it was Costa Rica. Costa Rica, yes. She was in Costa Rica celebrating her 50th birthday. Right. She was scuba diving and uh, she was with, I believe, like 19 other people. It was like a, a group of people scuba diving. And I guess they where they scuba dive, they're different species of sharks and fish. And this is what they usually do. And I guess they finished and they were going back up. And if you know anything about scuba diving, you just can't swim right back up to the top. You have to go... And I don't want to say layers, but you go in, what's the word I'm looking you, for? You ascend um, a certain amount of feet at a time. Right. Because I believe something like the water pressure can harm you if you ascend too quickly. Right. And on the flip side, if you descend too quickly, it can be harmful. So you can only go up at a certain rate. Right. So so she, I guess they, they you, so if you don't understand, you go up five meters and then you got to stay for like two minutes. Then you go up another five meters then you got to stay up for two minutes. Hypothetically. All the way till you get to the top. Mm -hmm. And I guess as they were swimming up, uh, was it a tiger shark? Um, Yes, it was a tiger shark. They say a tiger shark uh, just attacked her for no reason, you know, bit her leg and then bit the other leg. And they said the instructor tried to help. And then the tiger shark bit her, uh, him as well. And the lady died. She bled to death and died. So they got her out of the water uh-huh. and they got her to shore mm-hmm. and she died while above water. Is that correct? I believe so. Yes. I see. I see. So um, with that being said, I don't think I need to swim with the sharks anymore. I did it. It's done. I don't get any more <laughs> joys out of it. I, I don't need to take any pictures. Like I did it. I can say, oh, I swam with the sharks. <laughs> like skydiving? Like skydiving. So you defeat death once. Right. You don't need to do it again. I don't need to gamble again. But did you really feel as though it was a gamble? I didn't feel as though it was a gamble because our excursion was under a completely different set of circumstances. What's the different circumstances? Well, we're in the ocean, the sharks, they're hungry, they have teeth. They could have bit us at any given time. (laughs) Um, Technically, but it was a different set of circumstances. See, with the excursion that we took part in, Um, they take you out on a boat and 
Bora Bora is surrounded by a coral reef. Right. And it's called a barrier reef. And it's what separates the lagoon that Bora Bora is in from the rest of the Pacific Ocean. Right. So outside of that barrier reef is choppier waters and the Pacific Ocean. Deeper waters, correct. Yeah, deeper, choppier waters. Um, and it's technically the Pacific. I mean, Bora Bora is in the Pacific, but um, within Bora Bora is a lagoon and it's very nice, subtle, calm waters. So anyway, we went outside the barrier reef and that's where the sharks are. Correct. Now, these tour guides go out every day and they feed the sharks at about the same time every day. Correct. So when the sharks see those boats coming and they see the boats stop, they know it's din-din time. Right. So the sharks are more calm. They're somewhat welcoming. When we got in the water and I'm looking at these sharks swimming around us, it's almost as though they're saying to you, welcome to my kingdom. Right. I'm going to let you observe us. We're going to accommodate you. Don't get too close. Don't touch me. But you guys could chill out for a while. Right. Um, And there's never been a problem. There's never been a vicious attack. There's been two problems. What do you mean? There's been two problems out there. Two. On on the way out there, we asked the, the, I guess he's a driver or whatever you want to call him. He was our tour guide. Our tour guide that, you know, handled the boat and brought us out there. We asked him, had the shark bit anybody? Have they ever attacked? And he said, yes, two occasions. Two occasions. Right. He I said, remember one occasion. He said one, he said the lady touched the shark and the shark turned and bit her fingers off. Oh, that's right. He, the, the shark bit three fingers off, correct? Three fingers yes, off. Yes, yes, yes. And uh-huh. he said the second time he was in the water and somebody threw Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. the fish behind him, the feeding fish behind him, and one of the sharks were going at the fish and bit him. Right. That's two. Well. That's too many for me. Well, I don't know that. Okay, we'll put it this way. When he was bit, it wasn't an attack. The shark wasn't attacking him. That was a mistake. He said that both of those attacks were because of human error. And one of them, the person was specifically told not to touch the sharks. And that's how close they come. They're close enough for you to touch them. Uh, I would say within about five feet of our bodies at the closest, Right. right? So that person didn't follow the rules. That's number one. And when he was attacked, just like you said, you know, he was in the water showing the guests that it was safe to be around the sharks. And one of them took fish food well, excuse me, shark food, meaning fish, and threw it behind him while he was in the water. And what you'll notice, like if you looked at my Instagram, I showed a video with all of the sharks at the surface of the water. And they're kind of in a frenzy. And the reason why they came to the surface like that was because our guide threw the fish in the water. So he wanted to ultimately show us what we were getting into. He wanted to show us these are what the sharks look like. This is the size. This is what you're going to see when you're underwater. Correct. So when the sharks are up there and they're going crazy, it's because the food is there and they're basically fighting over the food. So he got in the water to show them and then someone threw the food behind him and they all came up in a frenzy and were fighting for the food and he accidentally got bitten. Right. So 
I think that the situation that she was in, they're probably just scuba diving with sea life and whatnot. And I think that that shark shouldn't have been there and wound up there. Well, I don't know. I think it was like a mishap. Well, the shark is the shark's ocean. You can't say the shark. So the shark is looking at her like, you You shouldn't shouldn't be be here. here. (laughs) Okay, I understand that. But just like when you said you were swimming and you said uh, you felt like a shark brushed up against you. Yeah, brushed up against my leg. All right. So the shark brushed up against your leg and could have got startled and felt you on him and turned and bit your leg. No, because that shark would have seen me. That, That shark came into my space. I'm sure that shark saw me. Your space? It was my space at the time. It was his space. It, no, the I was renting. His. It was my space at the time and it brushed up against my leg. I don't think that he would have been startled because he would have seen me. That shark, because I think you told me something to the effect of where she was scuba diving, um, the sharks are tagged. Didn't you say that? Uh, where she was scuba diving, not where we were scuba diving. No, where she was scuba diving. Right. You said, said the, the sharks, sharks were tagged, tagged right. correct? Meaning... They pretty much know, like these tour guides, they know what fish are there. They know what sharks are there. They know what stingrays are there. They're aware. Like when we went swimming with the stingrays, I mean, all the stingrays that came around, our guide knew each one of them. And I'm sitting there like, they're all identical. How can you tell the difference? He's like, well, this one is bigger than that one. This one has this characteristic, et cetera. They're familiar with the stingrays that they're coming in contact with. And I think that holds true for the sharks that she was scuba diving with, correct? Yeah, but the And somehow is, you said that they were tagged. How are they tagged? I don't know how, how they were tagged, but I, I guess when they, they come there so often, they tag the shark so they can check the size, they can check different things on the shark. So they tag a lot of the fish. Somehow. But the stingrays were in the lagoon. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot easier to tag because those stingrays are pretty much just in a specific area. Now you're talking about an ocean where but sharks can come but all the time. But it's a specific part of the ocean. I don't know. That I'm sure they they scuba dive in virtually every day. Well, I'm not doing so, it anymore. But they said that that shark was not tagged and kind of infiltrated the area and it was a surprise and they were all shocked. So now would you be scared to do it again? I mean, it's not as though that's the first time you've ever heard of a shark attack. I wouldn't do it again. You really wouldn't do it again? Hell no. Were you, well, <laughs> I guess I would need to ask, but I'll ask anyway. Were you scared when you were in the water? Yes. Yes. Even after you were comfortable and, well, let me ask this. Were you ever comfortable? I was never comfortable. I you, mean, it's cool watching them, you know, watching them swim by like, oh, wow. But then after I did, I'm like, all right, I'm going to get in the fuck out. Yeah. How long would you say you were in the water for? I was in the water for a while. Um, but then when they started getting a little closer, I was like, I'm getting the fuck out. Like, so no. you got the fuck out and left me in there. No. It was like, here, baby, here's the GoPro. No, no, no. <laughs> no. Yes. I got myself and the you kids said, out. Wait, wait, baby, come get the GoPro. That's what you said. So you and, and the you, kids were sitting on the, what's that thing called on I the side know. of the boat? I don't know what it's called. So you were sitting on that thing right? on the side of the boat Correct. while I was in the water with the GoPro filming the shark. Right. Because you wanted to be in the water with the GoPro. Like you seen us all on the side. You the one. Let's get back in and take another picture. Picture. No, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm good. I am good. I got my picture. I did it. I can say I did it. And that was it. Now, the the only time I'll go back in the water with sharks is if. The, if I fall in. Nope. You're not coming in and save me. 
I'll come in and say, I throw out a life raft. A life you, you, you put the stick in the water? And I put the stick grab in the water. This. You got to grab it and I pull you in. <laughs> but only unless the tour guide has a spare or one of those shooting spares. Because think about it. If a That's shark, only good for one shark. But if a shark, I mean, well, I don't And your think, aim has to be good. I don't think every shark's Things gonna, have to align. Go. But the thing is, if a shark goes shark, right? If a shark goes shark. Yeah, because it's not crazy. A shark is going to shark. That's what a shark does. A shark goes shark. Okay. If he wants to go shark mm-hmm. and we're in the water, there's nothing protecting us. Like, what are you? You punch a shark in the nose? Like, what do you do when a shark goes? Oh, no, there is no protection. It, exactly. That's my point. I need some protection. Just like if we go to the safari, right? Mm-hmm. And we go to the safari and we out there with lions. They have guns in the safari. You know why? Do because they? Yes. Because if a lion goes lion and starts going crazy and, and sees us as food, we need some protection. You can't beat a lion where you can say, hey, lion, stop. Are you in sure the that they have weapons? Love. Yes, they got weapons. You don't see them, the big Africans with the machine guns and all them type of gun weapons? Yes. Uh, no, I've, I mean... I've never. Yes, they have well, I weapons. Haven't, I've never been on an African safari, but when I imagine one based on things that maybe I've seen on television, they have. Weapons. I've never seen them with weapons. They have weapons. They have. They got. They have. Weapons. You went on a safari when you went, and they had weapons to Africa. Yes, right? they had weapons oh, okay. to make sure we were good. Mm-hmm. So now we're in this ocean, in the sharks' land or the sharks' ocean, and if he wants to go crazy and wants a a, a, a light skinned brother for dinner, he's gonna have one because there's nothing I can do. So, no, I will not be doing So, you didn't think about that before we got into the water? There had to have been at least 40 sharks swimming around us. Right. At first, I didn't think about it because he was like, I do this all the time. I do this twice a day, seven days a week. We don't have problems. We just had those two incidents. We never had, they said they never had a problem. So, I said, okay, cool. So, I thought you jump in the water and the sharks swim by you and it's cool. I when when he started throwing the fish in there and they started like a feeding frenzy and they were just eating anything and, and the birds were trying to get the fish and the sharks were eating everything. I was like, this is not cool. Yeah, the, the shark attacked a bird that swooped down. Right, trying to get their fish. And brought that bird under. Right. So I was like, nah, B. Like, but I'll, you got in the water after that. I what did am I missing? Very, I did. And now thinking back at it, I'm like, that was stupid and I'm not going to do that again. So now you think it was stupid. Yes, I'm not swimming on no, no damn sharks. You, now you think it was stupid? Yes. Even though you had a good experience? And I think you might have even said that was probably like your favorite part of the trip. It was. And it was definitely Madison's favorite part I of the trip. I had a great experience skydiving, but I'll never do that again. Like, no, you know what? I, I beat death. I'm good. And same, you know, the stingrays is the same. And, you know, we Wait, wait you wouldn't swing, swim with the stingray again? Um... I don't know. I mean, they took the barb out. Now, the barb on the stingray is the thing on the tail that can actually kill you. It's the thing that kills the crocodile hunter. They actually take all those off in the lagoon in Bora Bora. So if they actually see a stingray that has it, they catch it, break off the barb just to protect all the people, the tourists and everything, so you don't get stuck. But I'm And they of- said that they had to do that because that's a major part of tourism there. That's right. a major part of their business, their income. And... They protect all of the excursions. They make sure that the excursions and the activities are the best of the best because it carries so many of their residents. It, right. It's a very, very big generator of income right. there as 
is tourism on a lot of islands. Um, so they make sure that they're as safe as possible. So they said that they do go in and they remove all of the barbs. And like I said earlier, they know all of the stingrays. Right. So they make sure that it's not dangerous. So Right. So I'm not... I don't think I'm so why wouldn't you I'm do good. it again if there's no danger associated I, I don't have no joy out of doing it I didn't get a I mean it was nice we did it the first time but what joy am I getting out of it I did it already like I, I, I so did you get joy out of doing it the first time I took a picture who cares about a picture I'm I, asking you did you get joy out of doing it the first time having, yeah I mean having a memory of it yes no I forget ha- about the a memory is after the fact in that present moment while you were experiencing it, did you receive joy? It was cool. It was cool. It was cool. It was cool. Until like, it started flapping around on you and you couldn't hold it anymore? No. You, all right. You talk about joy. Getting the head and the bungalow was joy. Awesome. That was pleasure. That was wonderful. I'm glad. I'm, I'm, I'm very grateful for the comparison. Now I can now, actually put in perspective exactly what you meant. Now, Thank you for that. Now the, the stingray, that wasn't joy per se. That was okay, cool. What's wrong with you? Like that's, it was cool. It was all right. Would I want to do it again? No, I did it already. So let me ask you this. Joy is like, I got ahead at the bungalow. I would like to- All right, Rashawn. All right. Okay. Joy. I'm I'm sure everyone understands you. I'm just comparing the two, so you know what I mean with joy. Yep, they get it. Believe me. Okay. So for me, Mm -hmm. I love new experiences. Okay. I love being able to do something that- your everyday person isn't able to do. Okay. You know, the more unique the experience, the more joy that I'm going to get out of it. Um, so for me, that's enjoyable. That's me really taking in an experience. And, you know, when you're able to check something off, be like, wow, I did that. So and, you did it. And then later on, it does create a memory. So that's great. So do you want to do it again? Right? You did it already. Um, no, I don't have the need to do it again. Mm-hmm. I'm good because I did. But at the same time, I enjoyed it in the moment. For me, it's not like, oh, that was cool. I mean, I enjoyed it. It was like, wow, I held a stingray. This is what it feels like. And then, you know, they also give you an education about stingrays. So right. you learn things about the species that you wouldn't have known otherwise. So that was great. I the same was thing, cool. the same thing with the sharks. You know, you learn things about sharks that you might not have known otherwise. And then to be, you know, in the water and, you know, looking at almost face to face and, you know, kind of being swarmed by it and just that experience of what it felt like to be in their domain and whatnot. All of that was enjoyable to me. It was the experience. Yeah, it was cool to experience that, but I don't have to experience it again. I did uh, No, already. I'm not. And see, now I'm not even talking about it. And I got a picture again. to prove it. I'm just, I'm just wondering about what you enjoyed about it and if you actually enjoyed it. Like, who cares about a picture? Who I can't, cares? I can't I'm not even really it. talking about a memory. I'm just talking about while you were there in the moment, like, what's your definition of enjoyment? I That's kind of what I'm wondering about. I mean, I it was cool to do. Like, I, I it was cool to do. And the reason I say I have a picture so I could always prove to my kids. My they were grand, there. My grandkids. Not all our kids were there. Right. Just, just two of them. But I could always prove to my kids, my grandkids, my friends. But like, look, I really did this shit. Same thing with the <laughs> skydiving. Like, if you say, so, yeah, I jumped out of a plane. I'm like, ah, bullshit. Then you say, look at this picture. Like, that's oh. something people lie about. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> not, not everybody's going to say they did, you know, this stupid shit. But I enjoyed. See, when you say enjoy, what do you mean enjoy? It all depends on what your definition like, of liked, enjoyment is. I, I think liked, that's what I'm getting at. I like right? doing it. Like, I enjoyed um, jet skiing. 
I enjoyed the scooter submarine. Like I had fun. Mm-hmm. Swimming with the sharks and the stingray, I wouldn't say it was fun. It was daring. Mm-hmm. You know, daring to the point. That's was, not fun to you? Um, not necessarily. Okay. It's it's fun where it's like I can say I did it, you know, that I made it through, I did it. But when I think back at it, I'm like, damn, that was some stupid ass shit. I ain't doing that shit again. So you're you're a little different than me. Like, you play with your life. Like you <laughs> you go out there with the sharks and you be like, Oh, I wanna go back in and swim again. Nah, that's good. I did it, I'm done, I don't have to do it again. Like you you play with your life. You think I play with my life? That's what you call it? Yes. Come on, Rashawn. You got video of the shark, and then you said, "I'm going back in. I want some more." You all right? The, like you're you're the, the 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 first person that gets killed at the scary movie. That's you. You know why? Because you'd be like, "Oh, let's see what's in this door, dummy, Amy." You're Amy. You're Amy in those movies. Amy. Oh, let's oh let's open up door number one. That's you. Me. Leave the door closed. We don't need to see what's in that motherfucker. That's the difference between me. And you. <clears throat> all right. Okay. So that so. That's how I feel about that. Now, um, the Stingrays, like I said, they, they took the barbs out, so it wasn't as dangerous, but I'm I'm glad to be back home, you know? Th- really? Th- through the whole vacation, I'm glad to be home. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I loved it. It was the most beautiful place I've ever been, but I'm really just, I, I love the fact that I'm back home. And, and, it is and, nice to be back sleeping home, in my own bed. And the, and the reason I, I just want to tell people, the reason I'm talking like this is because <laughs> I had, like, major Mouth surgery. I don't know. Mouth surgery. You did not have mouth surgery. (laughs) He probably had a root canal. I don't know what it was, (laughs) but it hurt a lot. (laughs) And they gave me like nine uh, needles in my my gums and teeth and all that, so I wouldn't feel any of the pain. And I felt every part of that pain. That's awful. For an hour and a half, I I felt like it's to the point where I have never cried in a dentist's office. Today I cried, like. Like tears, like I wasn't crying like boo hoo, like how Tyrese did. It was just like, it was just like heavy tears coming down my eyes, like to the point where it was like I had to stop myself from crying, like it was that bad. Well, what you had, I think, is called a hot tooth, and if anyone has ever had, um, you know, dental work and whatnot, hopefully you haven't had this happen to you but there are times where a tooth can be um can be what's the word um hot <laughs> it, it can not respond to the novocaine and Rashawn received a lot of novocaine and you know the doctor stuck him and, you know, he went to drill and he felt it. He put a little bit more up to nine needles and the Novocaine did not work. So he had to sit there and suffer through the drilling, the poking, the prodding, oh the scraping, whatever it is that they needed. I cried. To. Yeah, it was it was it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. I'm surprised that you were able to sit through it. Um, it was one of those things where I felt like I had to sit through it because if I didn't, the pain would be a lot worse later on. And I didn't want to go through that pain. Later I would have been like, yo, you just have to let this tooth rot. Like, there's no way. I thought about it. I'm not, you know, I thought I'm about not it. with the pain. I thought about just knocking out all the teeth and just getting veneers. I really thought about it for a second. I think if you knocked out your <clears throat> teeth, you would need dentures. <laughs> like, <laughs> you can't get veneers when you have no teeth. Really? Veneers, yeah, veneers. No, I thought they could drill it into your gums or something. No, veneers is like a coating over the teeth. Oh, 
So that, you know, they look pretty and white and chiclety. Oh, I thought about that. I thought about possibly asking them to be put to sleep so they can do it so I wouldn't feel it. But then, Yeah, they wouldn't do that for you. No, but I thought about that. But I I got out of there. I have to go back next Wednesday. Mm -hmm, For what? I don't know. I didn't didn't ask. You know something? You and um, I have some other friends that will remain nameless. I don't understand. I I don't understand how you can go to a doctor's office or a dentist's office and be treated and have no idea what you're being treated for. Like you got out of the room. I was like, okay, well, did you have a cavity? I, I don't know what it was. No, when he said he was I just finished, know he was I, in there doing some shit. No, you know, I, I don't get it. I have friends that go to a doctor and I'm concerned. So I'm asking a thousand questions in like true Gia style. And you know, oh, I don't know. Oh, I didn't ask that. Oh, I'm not no. sure. Oh, when I go back next time, I'll ask. And I'm like, this is your health. How do you not know every detail about it? Cause when he said he was finished, I ran out of there I got the fuck out of Dodge mm, and the, yeah and then you couldn't talk and I your, still eye, talk. your eyes were bloodshot I couldn't figure that one out my shit my shit still hurt right now I'm forcing myself to talk like my shit is fucked up yeah. like there was only two Advils left and you have a headache and I almost was like bitch you gotta share them Advils <laughs> but I let you live <laughs> I do have a little bit of <laughs> And I let you add an Advil, but my shit is fucked up right now. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and you know what? Uh, I want to say shout to uh, Chris Rock. Now, this is a funny shout out. Um, the reason it's funny <laughs> is because me and Chris Rock hated each other for a while. And then we made up. Mm-hmm. And uh, he invited us to uh, his show in New York City. Yeah, at the Garden. And we went to his show. And the show, was, it was dope. It was amazing. He, 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 uh, he, uh, executed it flawless it was a, a dope show it was fantastic we laughed from the top to the bottom it was, a, it was a great show it was very honest he talked about his life his daughters his uh divorce his money situation he, he talked about everything he Dating. talked about a lot but you know what i like about chris rock what's that he's very smart his comedy is smart right you know while i'm sitting there being entertained mm-hmm. and laughing the entire time what I'm noticing and, you know, my inner dialogue is, mm-hmm. wow, this guy is really smart. He is. The way he puts things together, the way that he makes being socially conscious funny. Right. You know, I'm like, wow, he slid that in to show that he's socially conscious and to show that he supports this or to show that he supports that. He's making a joke. It's somewhat subliminal, but wow, how prevalent that is right you know and some of his comedy i don't know i thought was a little bit admirable the way that he he put it all together Mm -hmm. but i was dying the whole time i mean the entire crowd was dying the entire time he still got it yeah and then we we, still got it after the show we went in the back and 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 told him that you know we were grateful he pulled out a a, a dope performance and he was he was very cool yeah he was very very cool so shout to chris rock definitely had a good time now um I want to get to uh, email of the week. Okay. All right. <clears throat> you might have to read this because my tooth is hurting right now. Like, I feel like it's pounding. Like, if a tooth could pound, can a tooth pound? Um. Yeah, I guess so. Cause, well, technically it would be the nerve, but yeah. My shit is pounding But do you have right a headache? Now. No, I don't have a headache. Oh, well, thank God you don't have a headache. But I definitely can't eat on it. Mm-hmm. Like, if I eat, I'd probably cry again. Yeah, I asked him if he wanted to go to dinner after Chris Rock, and he looked at me like, I'm not going to tell you what the look in his eyes said, but you guys can imagine. No, I, I would look at you like, motherfucker, I can't eat. I need some soup. <laughs> so you must starve too. I got you a hot dog. But I don't eat hot dogs. You ate a hot dog. 
but I don't eat hot dogs. Did you eat it? You got it for me. I didn't need it. You should have. And this portion of the KC Crew is brought to you by Canvas People. Instead of letting those beautiful photos rot in your cell phone, you can bring them to life with CanvasPeople.com. Now, CanvasPeople.com is an easy-to-use photo-to-canvas service that takes your favorite photo memories and turns them into beautiful artwork for you to enjoy every day. Now, Christmas is right around the corner. You're going to have some dope pictures. You're going to have some amazing pictures, and you can make it look even better. All you have to do is just go to canvaspeople.com that's c-a-n-v-a-s people.com use promo code casey crew for a free 11 by 14 now normally 11 by 14 canvas is a price at 69.99 but now for a limited time you can get a free 11 by 14 canvas just pay the shipping just again simply use the promo code casey crew to take advantage of this offer that's c-a-n-v-a-s people.com and use promo code casey crew all right argument of the week when you're hungry you better eat argument of the week oh, i'm sorry email of the week you see i don't even know what i'm saying my two hurts high gear and dj envy i've been binge listening to the podcast and absolutely adore your points of views so i'm hoping that you can help me out i'm using a friend's email to send this because i do not want to be identified i've been with my husband for 15 years and we have four kids together the day after our wedding, I had an overwhelming feeling that I made a huge mistake. Oh, wow. But I couldn't explain why I felt that way because I always thought I was happy in my relationship. I recently went on a quote unquote self-reflection journey and realized that what I initially perceived as happiness was not that at all. I realized that my entire relationship, I did everything that made him happy and ignored the things that made me happy. We've had several discussions about doing things that I want to do, but it feels like he's going along with it to shut me up and get some ass afterwards. Clearly, his efforts aren't genuine. I'm at a point where I want to cheat. However, I realize now that although I love him, he is not the man that was intended for me to be married to. Before I file for divorce, how can my husband and I fix this before I throw away 15 years? <clears throat> Gear, you often wonder how old people are that send in their questions. How oh oh, I'm sorry. Let me read that again. My tooth hurts. Wait, you can't blame everything on your tooth. What is that? What did you misread? That have to do with your tooth? Gear, you often wonder how old people are that send in their questions. We are not quite wait, forty yet. Wait That's wait how wait. Old. What? How old people are that are sending in their questions? How old people are that send in their emails? What, what does that mean? I don't understand. Like you that. often ask, like, oh, how old are they? Oh, how old? Oh, okay. I thought you meant yeah, how yeah, old people. Yeah, no, tooth, my tooth is fine. My tooth must hurt too. Wait, how old people are that send in the questions? Okay, so she's how old? She says we're not quite forty yet. Laugh out loud. That means oh. at thirty nine. <laughs> thirty nine. Okay. Uh huh. So you go first. I gotta <laughs> fix my tooth. Um, hmm. Let me think about this one. All right, I'll do. I'll go first while you think. Wait, about wait, it. wait, 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 wait. Oh, you got it. You said think. No, no, no. I kind of want to think out loud. Okay, go ahead. Um, so let me make sure that I have her email straight because you were coughing and flubbing the email in between. So, <laughs> um, she knew the day after that she had made a mistake. Right. 
They've had four children since. They've been married 15 years. They've been married 15 years. Correct. Right now, she has the desire to cheat. Right. But she has this overwhelming feeling, it seems, as she did in the beginning, that they weren't meant to be together. Correct. After the first day. Right. And she feels that way now, that they were not meant to be together. Right. And ultimately, it seems like she's saying it was a mistake. So now the question is, I don't remember how she put it verbatim. verbatim, How can they fix it? How can I fix this before I throw my whole marriage away? Before she files for divorce. Right. Okay. I just wanted to make sure I had that straight. Now I'll let you go first. All right. Um, Well, you didn't leave your name. So can we make up a name? Sure. What you want to call her? Chandra. Chandra. Okay, Chandra. All right, Chandra. This is the thing. Now, um, it's already too late. Like <laughs> you're not supposed to be trying to make me laugh. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> ah, go ahead, Rashawn. Now, Chandra. Now you want to talk about things that are 15 years old? Like you made this decision. You should have you sh- you should have <laughs> knew this before you got married, but you didn't, and it's okay. It's okay. You have four beautiful children. Well, I don't know if they're beautiful, but you have four sure children. They're beautiful. You have four children, <clears throat> and you've been married fifteen years. So obviously, you stayed there because you do have some type of love, something that you felt kept you there. Because if not, you would have left a long that's time not true. ago. Uh, can I? Can I? But I'm just saying, that's not true. Can I People stay in relationships for a lot of different reasons, and it doesn't have to be because of love. It can be because of obligation, responsibility. They want to keep a nice, safe, and secure home for their children. Some people don't want to experience the feeling of failure. This is my opinion, what I see. I'm just telling you. I don't know. I don't know what you see. I'm telling you what I see. Okay, but do you believe that, though? I don't know what you said. My two-thirds. What'd you say? (laughs) Do you believe that people stay in relationships because there has to be some form of love there? Yes. I don't think that's true. I think people stay in relationships for a variety of reasons. Well, I think 15 years and you deal with all the bullshit, I think there has to be some type of love there. But, so what I was saying was, I forgot what I was saying. My two first, what did I say? Oh, no, I remember. So, like I said, yes, it's already it's already too late. So, you're already in it. So, now you have to figure out how to make it work, how to get that feeling that was there once before or maybe that you felt. Now, yes, men do apologize just to shut you up. It happens all the time. It happens in my relationship sometimes, too. What? Yeah, it does. Sometimes you check me about it. Like, don't just apologize because you want to shut me up. And I'm like, oh. no, baby, that's not the reason why. And then you're like, then tell me why you're apologizing. And then I got to really, really think about it. <laughs> because I really was just apologizing to shut you up. But then oh. when you say that, I really got to think about it. Mm-hmm. So now, whatever's bothering you, you have to stick to your guns. Now, you said a perfect point. You said he apologizes to get some ass, right? So if you know he wants some ass, you have to stop giving him ass. Easy, simple. And you have to ask him. If he says, I apologize, say, what are you apologizing for? See, because now the man has to think. That's the worst thing Gia can say to me. If we get into <laughs> an argument and I apologize, Gia says, well, what are you apologizing for? Mm-hmm. So now I just can't say bullshit. I apologize because I hurt your feelings. That doesn't work. You have to <laughs> tell me why. 
And now how that, did you hurt my feelings? Exactly. That starts the conversation. So mm-hmm. now when it was just a flub apology, now he's really starting to understand what hurt you and how it affects you. Because a man really doesn't want to have that conversation. Oh, my mouth first. A man doesn't want to have that talk. But if you force him to, he doesn't want to have that conversation or talk ever again. So he will start to <laughs> fix up because he doesn't want to have that conversation again. So you have to put the ass on strike. You cannot give him ass. Not vagina, not butt, not let him lick it, not let him smell it, nothing. Mm, And the same to you. You can't give him none either. Don't lick his balls, don't suck his nothing, don't kiss him, nothing. I love your advice. It's awesome. What? You have to hold off. And then when you after you have those conversations and you really think he understands and it's moving in a good position, in a good place, then you could start giving him a little ass and then you start working it back out. But he has to understand why you're upset or why you're not happy. Because most of the time, I really think that men don't truly understand why a woman is unhappy. We say we do, but we say we do just to shut your ass up because we don't want to hear you complain, bicker beef, or bother me. I just want to watch the game and chill the fuck out, get a little head, and keep it moving. But... Mm-hmm. Why is that like the motif for today's <clears throat> well, podcast? Well, my like, tooth hurting? I mean, that could be a close second, but never mind. Go ahead. Oh, what the head part, Rashawn? Because I'm just imagining the bungalow like that. That was all right. Dope. Yeah, mm-hmm. keep it moving. Go ahead. All right, but but that's what you need to do. Now, what do you suggest? Mm. Mm. Um, I don't want to say the wrong thing. I don't want to say the wrong thing. Um, there is no wrong thing. These are opinions. Hmm. So yeah, let's preface this by saying. That this is our opinions, not necessarily advice. Because I believe in divorce. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that that's the answer for her case. I'm going to work it out as I'm thinking. Um, I believe in divorce. I don't think that everybody that decides to say I do... um, is meant to be together forever and ever and ever. You know, sometimes people decide to get married at difficult times in their lives, at wrong times in their lives, when they're too young, they're too immature, they're not experienced enough. Maybe they want different things. Maybe they want to look. Maybe they want a wedding. Maybe, you know, they want security. Maybe, you know, they had bad parenting and they need, you know, the security, etc. Um, So... I think that if you get married under the wrong circumstances, there are times where, or there's, there are circumstances where certain people may need to get out of that situation. You know, um, if they had a problem, <clears throat> like, you know, we got married and now we're having this problem. How do we fix it? There may be a way to fix that problem. He drinks too much. He's abusive. He's a gambler. He cheated, etc. There may be techniques that two people can exercise in their marriage to better those situations. But if she had a feeling the day after their wedding and she has comparable feelings now, and this is 15 years later, to me, that indicates that there's a problem with their chemistry, 
with their interactions. Or maybe she's overreacting. It could be. I'm just, um, I'm thinking about it based on what she said. Mm-hmm. We can entertain the idea that maybe she was overreacting. But if what she said is true, because I don't think that everybody is meant for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, you can ha- I can have a list of everything that I want in a man. Honest, loyal, funny, attractive, ambitious, hard worker, this, that, the third. You can bring that man to my doorstep. I can open the door, have a five minute conversation with him and be like, not for me. You know, a person is more than just checks in boxes. Do you know what I mean? There's a lot to be said for chemistry. You might be able to bring me a guy that if I have 10 things on that list that might only check three, but like I, my mouth can be hanging, my, my tongue can be hanging out of my mouth for him because mm-hmm. there just might be that special sauce. There just might be that something. It could be the way he looks at you. It could be the way he smiles. It could be the tone of his voice. It can be the way he looks or it could be anything. And those things typically go unaccounted for because sometimes it's you know difficult to put those in words, right? Mm-hmm. So if she's missing that factor if she's missing that chemistry and there's just something that's off and she's known it all this time I don't really know how how you fix that I don't know how you fix that there's a lot of reasons to save a marriage you know and it could be one of the reasons why people get married you know to keep security in your family and you know that you have a home someone to go home to and etc but I don't know. Me personally, I don't think that I could spend the rest of my life with somebody that I didn't feel that special something for. Right. So the only thing that I could say in response to how do we fix it? I would say that she would have to identify and put into words, be able to articulate exactly what it is that's missing. Mm hmm. What is it that that's missing? Is it the sex? Is it the way that he talks to you? Are you not attracted to him? Is he not ambitious enough for you? When he makes a joke, do you just not find that shit funny? Like, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Do you, is there any resentment that you're harboring for him? What is it? Put it into words. And then if it's the type of thing that's able to be worked on, work on that. Right. Then if that doesn't work, see a therapist. But at the same time, you know, when when you're in the room with that therapist, you need to be able to vocalize to him and your therapist exactly what it is that's wrong. Right. And if it's something that he can work on, it's just not a part of his personality that's just embedded and either take it or leave it. If it's something he can work on, if he's willing to do so, then he would have to work on it. You'd have to accept it, mm-hmm. be patient and work with him because ultimately you would want to save your marriage. Right. But if you exhaust everything, you give it time, you pray alone, you pray with him, you see a therapist, you do all of the work and you still don't have that special feeling. Mm-hmm then I think divorce is something that can be considered. Well, I, and you know, I'm sorry, I, babe, I said I'd but, make the ladder. but it's like, you know, you, you, I never want to say, well, you know, 
You never really want to say that divorce is an option, but I think that at times, you know, divorce can be an option. Well, I say try the other stuff first and and do what I say as well and, and see where you stand from there. And hopefully you guys can work it out. I mean, you guys have been together 15 years, you have four kids, something has kept you there and hopefully that you guys can work it out. And he understands how, how lucky he is to have a woman like you. Well, we don't know what kind of woman you are, but he's lucky to have somebody who loves him. Yes. And I just, I want to say one more thing. Um, I don't necessarily believe in staying in a relationship solely. Mm-hmm. For the sake of children, mm-hmm. because I think that kids are far better off with two parents that are separate but happy than two parents that are together and unhappy. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's not ideal that, you know, children be brought up in a broken home. But if you're not happy your kids will feel it. Your kids will sense it. And in some ways, no matter how much you try to protect them from it, I think that it spills out because when I'm happy and you're happy, our kids feel it. You know, we can feel happiness just, you know, being energized throughout the entire house. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like laughs and jokes and playfulness and let's do this. Like it, it shows when you're not really happy, Mm -hmm. You don't want to do as much. You don't smile as much. You're not creating the equivalent environment for your kids. There are certain things that you just can't fake. You might be able to fake it today. You might be able to fake it tomorrow, but you won't be able to fake it forever and ever. And amen. Amen. You know, every day throughout the month, throughout the year, like you, you can't, you can't pull that off. Right. Do you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. I think that the goal is to be happy and then you're more able to raise happy children. All right. Well, I agree with you. Hold on. I got a cough. It's my damn tooth. (laughs) I agree with you. Everything is my tooth tonight. Clearly. You know, I I agree with you. I I think that if both parents are happy, it makes everybody's life around the parents happy. Yeah. So I do agree. And I wish them the best and I hope they can figure it out. Yes. Good luck, Chandra. Yeah. Well, we that's not her name, but we just call well, her. We're calling her Chandra. Uh, I want to shout out to uh, Tyrese. Shout out to Tyrese. He uh, got, uh, I, I believe, dual custody of his daughter. So he gets to see his daughter now. So shout out to him. I'm happy for him. I'm, I'm happy he got his daughter in what he wanted. And I just wanted to say salute and shout out to Tyrese. Um, also, this is exciting news for everybody out there and including you. Twelve, 12 days of Christmas is coming up. Oh, mm-hmm. and people look forward to that. If you don't know what twelve days of Christmas is, I for twelve days until Christmas, I get something for Gia just to show my love and respect and how much I appreciate her. So I do that each and every year. And if you can, you should try that as well. Now they don't have to be expensive gifts. It could be something small. It could be it could be a letter, her favorite uh, perfume. It could be um, movie passes to take it to the movie. It could be something as small as if she has an iPhone and not her own iPhone charger because those go fast. Or it could be <laughs> expensive as a bag and shoes, whatever it is. But it's it's coming from the heart so if you can do it you should for the holiday season do something different it could be a candle it could be her favorite candy it could be um, things that just show that you know her and that you appreciate her and the more creative 
It is the more special. Right. It is. I think that that's where, you know, the beauty in our tradition lies. The things that Rashawn chooses for me shows me that he really knows me and he's really into me. And the way that he puts it together for each of those 12 days is really what makes me feel happy. Right. I mean, I mean, the gift itself is great, but the work that you put into it, the presentation uh-huh. and, you know, you just showing me that you're kind of in my head that that's what what makes it wonderful. Well, I think you should do that. If if I'm in your head, you should be on mine. Hmm? What? 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 All right. something else to say no alright okay. but you know what also this year what we're gonna try to do as well is not only do that we're gonna do we're gonna try and I'm just gonna say try cause I don't know how this is very difficult this is more difficult than I thought we're gonna do uh, 12 days of giving back as well yes and that includes uh Toys for Tots. I know we have that scheduled for one day. Mm-hmm. We have uh, Feeding the Homeless for one day. We have uh, a toy drive, which is different from Toys for Tots. Mm-hmm. We have that another day. So we're just stacking up things that we can do each day to help and to give back to families that need it or to people that need it or to kids that need it. So we're trying to do a little bit of both. So if you have any ideas, you can email as well and maybe we can help you with your cause. Yeah, some things that we can be at physically, like the ones that Rashawn just mentioned and other things that we can donate to and whatnot. And we're going to be posting those things so that if you feel the urge to donate during this holiday season, you can join us and make some other people's Christmas a little bit more special. That's right. Well, it's time to get up out of here because my tooth is hurting. Now, what? I, I t- I'm fidgety. Every time I touch myself, but not like that. Like I rub my leg or I yeah, rub the yeah. Bed. <clears throat> guy, that's what he's been. I've been shooting him looks this whole time. He's been rubbing his leg. He's been tapping the laptop. Because my tooth hurts. He's been playing like with this, his that headphones. That takes my mind off the tooth. And I'm like, I need you to stop because you're being so distracted. You took the last two Advil, so it's it's my tooth. And I is feel aching. good right now. I'm glad you do. I'm gonna feel good in a second. <laughs> you're not you're not there's nothing happening tonight yes I is no there's nothing happening tonight yes it is you know why why because that mouth don't work so I'm going to sleep now I'm dropping but the this mic. dick goo alright I gotta go well, right. <laughs> sign off alright well I'm DJ MV and I am Gia Casey and I'm gonna get some right now mm. oh let me just tell you something like we uh we got a little lazy so we don't what? do the podcast in the basement right now now we do it on a bed we are on, on our bed so right now, now we're upstairs on the bed doing the podcast can I, we do this every week yeah i like that i'm naked so i don't care <laughs> yeah i'm naked he's naked with socks on and he has a throw blanket around his waist yep. <laughs> and i have a mic in my hand and in a second you're gonna have a mic in your hand I'm DJ MV. And I'm Gia Casey. And that's another edition of the Casey Crew. Doodles.